You are listening to DG Talks, a podcast brought to you by Delta Gamma. Each month, the Delta Gamma host will speak on a different topic, covering a wide range of interests for our sisters. We look forward to engaging with you on social media about other topics you would like to hear, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Sisters, 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 hey, hey, it's Von Galen DeWitt Zarconi. I am an Ada Iota member, went proudly to the University of Nevada in Reno, Nevada, where I reside with my husband and our amazing legacy, Miss Zoe Hope. And yeah, her middle name is definitely straight off the Delta Gamma world. So that's exciting. I'm really, really excited to be with you guys. A little bit of background about me. I knew that I was in love with skin from a very young age. I was very quick to be using product, albeit terrible product. (laughs) But uh, as a poor kid, as a young kid who didn't have any money, like I was finding what I could find and figuring it out from there. It was when I was 15, my dad married a woman who worked for a plastic surgeon. And I said to her, my skin looks wonderful but it hurts. It feels like it's cracking open and it feels like, you know, broken cement. So she took me to the medical spa inside the plastic surgery firm. And it was there that I started to learn even more about skin and my love affair just grew. Senior year of high school, I talked to my mom about going to beauty school to become an esthetician with hopes of kind of helping everybody else that was, that were struggling, you know, uh, the, the decision was go to school, and then leave school, drive 45 minutes to be at this trade school until the evening, and then drive back to get your homework done. And um, and that was pretty much going to be it. Or be a kid, be a student, be involved, be in cheerleading, be in student council. And so I chose the latter, and I am thrilled that I did. It was off to college after that, and I still loved skin. I ended up working at the medical spa that my stepmother had taken me to originally. And it's so funny because one of our dear sisters who lived in the house with me uh, still talks about the fact that I was the girl they would go to if they had skin questions, which just makes me giggle because I don't remember that and it makes total sense. So it was long after I had graduated from college, gotten a job, was working in my field of study and still just loved skin that I said to my now husband, then fiance, uh, gosh, I just really, I really want to go to school to be an esthetician. And he said, I support you. Go do that. That sounds great, which was amazing of him. So off I went. And while working a full-time job 40 hours a week and planning a wedding and then focusing on the workout portion of wanting to look my best in my wedding dress, as anyone who has been married can uh, really attest to, I was also doing a full-time load at this school so I could get in and out and become an esthetician. So I graduated July 2010, so closing in on my nine-year anniversary, and I was so thrilled. I immediately went to work, and in the in the course of that work, I have worked for other people. I have rented space from people. I have run my own business. I have worked for a different plastic surgeon in town, actually, and um, and I love what I do. I am now on my own, independent and out of studio, and I have been 
since 2016. And I am with a skincare company that allows me to work from anywhere and share the basics of skincare and help people with their skin from that that viewpoint. So what I'm here to do today for you is just to kind of give you an idea of how to age as gracefully as possible, because that's really the name of the game, right? I love birthdays. I think that birthdays are important and they are not, uh, they're a luxury not afforded to all. So let's celebrate our age and let's do so by feeling and looking our very best. When we are great on the inside, we want to feel and look great on the outside too. So a couple tips and tricks for you, which is my favorite thing in the world. Cheap, free, easy, just ideas to really make your life better and your skin happy. Uh, so we're going to go through a few of those things. Number one, let's not discredit for even a moment what the proper amount of water can do for your skin. We all know that when we're sick or we're not feeling great, if we drink mass quantities of water, that's a flush out of the system. And that goes for your skin as well, my friends. So, you know, I love me some coffee in the morning. I love a mimosa on Sunday mornings. When we go out, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Those are toxins. And let's not forget that we're when we're busy with life, if we have children, if we're working crazy big jobs, all of these things, putting really healthy, lovely food on the table is difficult. And so we just want to be mindful of what we're putting into our bodies because our skin is absorbing that and showing that. So the easiest thing to do, the freest easy thing to do is consume more water. Make it a habit, right? So I do as I say, not as I do. I've been pretty bad about this lately. But I really do believe that when you wake up in the morning, if the first thing you do is put water into your body, and I'm talking a full eight ounces or more of water into your body, your body's going to appreciate that so much. Your skin is going to wake up. Your organs are going to wake up. Everything's going to be happier. And then just keep that water bottle next to you for the day. I happen to believe very wholeheartedly that if you like your water bottle, you will drink more water. I am someone that does not like a water bottle that leaks. I won't take it with me because I want to be able to throw it in my bag or grab it without it leaking. So I have to have that water bottle with me that's full and isn't going to leak everywhere. Otherwise, I'm not going to be refilling. I'm not going to be drinking water. I also am not a straw person. So if you have a water bottle and you find that it's not really working for you, ask yourself if you need a different kind of water bottle that makes your life a little bit easier, right? It really does matter. I love uh, my water bottle that I have now. I probably have six of them and they're my favorite. I can just rotate them out and they work for me. It's going to make me drink more water, which I really love. So that's our number one, guys. There's nothing miraculous or new about that, but get in there. Number two, if you are not washing your face every single day, my question is, why not? What's going on there that's preventing that? Because think about it in terms of the circadian rhythm, the way our body repairs itself when we sleep. Our temperature ch changes, it adjusts, and our body fixes itself, repairs itself, regenerates all of these lovely cells, really is doing a good job for us. But if it has to kind of muck through the sludge, it's going to have to work so much harder that that is going to be a problem, right? So think about how you feel on an evening where you're trying to sleep and perhaps you've had too much to drink or you've eaten a meal of really awful food or maybe you are not feeling particularly great. Your body is trying to regenerate and heal itself as it does every single night. We're so lucky. And 
it's trying to get through all those toxins through that sludge. And we wake up not feeling as great as we do when we have put good things into our body, right? So the same goes for our skin. If our body is going into that circadian rhythm at night and trying to repair the skin, heal the skin, regenerate these beautiful skin cells to come to the surface, if it has to get through toxicity, environmental problems from the day, if you haven't washed your face, it's trying to break through that before it can really do its good. And it's having to work 10 times harder. You're not reaping the rewards. I have a lot of people say to me, listen, I cannot wash my face twice a day. It's just not my jam. So I wash my face in the morning. And I say, listen, I am a big fan of you washing your face twice a day. If if all I'm going to get from you is once a day, I hear you. No problem. Can you make the switch over to washing your face at night? Remove all the dirt and debris from your face at night. Get that off of there so you have a clean slate for that sleep regeneration. That is the key. So Listen, easier said than done, right? Here we are trying to be women who do everything in the world. We have been moms extraordinaire. Maybe we're running businesses. Maybe we're putting together the crazy amount of volunteer hours it takes to run some sort of incredible um, organization. Like we have a lot on our plate, not to mention being wives or partners or daughters or, you know, moms or whatever it is. I mean, we have so much going on. I get it. The last thing you want to do when you finally get to take that breath and hit the couch is get up and wash your face. So what can you do to make that easier, my friends? Let me tell you. You can absolutely come home. And as soon as you know, I'm not leaving the house for the rest of the day. This is it. Like I've got some dinner to make. I'm going to wind down. Go wash your face that moment. If you can build it into your ritual that you come home from work or you come home with the kids or you come home from wherever and part of you putting your purse away and putting on your comfy clothes and getting rid of that bra is that you're also going to wash your face in that moment. Awesome. I promise you your skin will be happier for it. I also want to speak to you a lot about the fact that many of us don't take a shower and wash our hair every night, right? So, I'm going to wash my hair once or twice a week. And that doesn't mean that that's doing myself any good. Because think about this. You lay down on your pillow with your gross hair that has dry shampoo. It has the environmental factors from outside. It has your um, hairspray, whatever it is. You go to sleep. Your body temperature increases for that circadian rhythm. Then you roll onto your pillow And all of the sludge and yuck and muck and mire from your hair rolls right onto your face. And then you grind it in all night. Terrible. So you guys wash your face, wash your face, wash your face, wash your face before you go to bed. And if that means four o'clock in the afternoon or eight o'clock when you're getting the kids ready for bed and part of what they're seeing is that ritual of you wash your face while they're brushing their teeth, they will be the better for it. So wash your face. Number one. Number two moisturize your face. Wash your face, put moisturizer on. I don't care if you're somebody that is an oil slick, my friends. You could be Sahara Desert Dry all the way over to the oil slick. I don't care what it is. You need proper moisturization in your face. There's so many reasons for it, not the least of which is that our skin loses moisture throughout the day and night. 
And we want to replenish that. People who are really, really oily say to me, like, I've got so much moisture. No, you don't. You have oil. You have sebum. And that's a different thing. So something that really strikes a chord with people is, listen, when you're an oily person, when you can feel that oil and you're thinking to yourself, I don't want to break out. I don't want to have that acne. I want to make sure that I'm taking care of my skin. People are using products like a salicylic acid or a benzoyl peroxide, those things that you see labeled as for acne, acne wash, those sorts of things. And they are great products, let me tell you. That said, they're also extremely drying. If you are already in a dry zone like Reno, Nevada with no humidity, or maybe you're in, I don't know, Mississippi with lots of humidity, your skin is going to need some proper moisture. So if you're using all these drying products, to dry the skin out, you are going to over dry the skin. The skin's going to say, oh gosh, I don't have any moisture. And it's going to kick up oil to combat that. And then you get into this nasty cycle, right? So what can you look for? Again, you could be as dry as the desert. That's me, right? All the way to like, oh my gosh, I need towels to wipe my face off because I'm just oily. But if you can balance that out, you will be happier for it. My favorite product in the entire world, my favorite ingredient is really the better way to say that, is hyaluronic acid. And the word acid throws people. I'm not talking about an acid that peels your skin off your face, makes you red. No. Hyaluronic acid carries 1,000 times the moisturizing power of water. It is great for people who are dry. It is great for people who are oily. What you'll have to do is find that balance of how much can you put on, how much does your skin need and want and like. Those of us who are dry can probably put on three times the amount twice a day than somebody who's oily, but the oily person does need that moisture. So look at what you're seeing on your products. Does it have hyaluronic acid? There, there are a lot of products out there with this in it, and I can speak to those individually. So feel free to message me if you're interested in getting some names on products, but I love it. And I know a million people with different skin than me that just Love it. Hyaluronic acid. It looks like hyaluronic acid. It's spelled a little oddly, as they mostly are. So that's your number one product. Make sure that you are washing your face and you're moisturizing your face appropriately. And remember that hyaluronic acid is a great ingredient to look for in that moisturizer. Now, I was talking about those ingredients that dry your skin out. Do not discredit the fact that you're maybe picking up a cleanser that says, oh, prevent acne and prevent breakouts. And listen, nobody wants breakouts, but you need to be mindful because, again, you could be overstripping the skin. You could be over drying the skin and then you're doing more damage than you realize and you're not getting the skin that you want. So keep that in mind. So we're going to wash our face. We're going to properly moisturize our face, especially for the oily people with an oil free and you can put hyaluronic acid in there. Hooray. What else can we do? Well, let me just tell you that if you are over the age of 23 and or you have graduated from college, you need to be wearing an eye cream. If you are not wearing an eye cream, sister, you are going to wake up one day and wish that you had listened to this brilliant advice. I'm not joking when I say if I have somebody who's graduating from college, that is the gift I give them is an amazing eye cream. And I say, it's time to be a big girl now. Start using this because the day you realize you need it, 
you are way behind the eight ball. So pick yourself up an amazing eye cream and be gentle with your eye area. That orbital bone, if you reach up and touch around your eye, it's like the top of your cheekbone and it goes around the outside of the eye and it goes up through our eyebrow. Basically, it looks like a donut, right? That's our orbital bone. That's the space where you need and want to put your eye cream. You don't need to get all in underneath your eyelashes super close. No way. This is a very vascular area. It's going to pull what you need up into the area it needs to be at. So use your ring finger. That is your weakest finger. Get a rice sized amount. This eye cream should last you a long time, friends. You don't need to go wild. Tap it. Don't rub it. Tap it on that orbital bone. And as you do that, it's going to move to where it needs to be. And you're going to be preventing in such a beautiful way the aging of the eye area because we really can see the aging process in our eyes, right? If our lashes are getting brittle, if they're not as long, if we're starting to see wrinkles around the eyes, that's where you're going to start to see that aging process. And so we can really do a lot of preventative work. Okay. Wash your face, moisturize your face, use your eye cream, use, use, use your eye cream. And my friends, if you are not putting a sunblock, an SPF of at least 30 on your face, neck and chest every single day. I don't care if you are in Alaska and it is the winter and you're rarely seeing the sun. There is a UV exposure happening. This is how you prevent the aging process in the biggest way. If you tell me you're not going to go out and get a a cleanser, you're not going to wash your face, you refuse to moisturize, you are not this person, that's not what's going to happen. I will say, okay, please put an SPF on your face, please. It is crucial for preventative measures, as well as healthcare, you guys, we don't want to deal with skin cancer. Come on. An SPF on your face of at least 30 every single day. I will tell you that I, I mean, this is really glamorous, this podcast business. I am laying on my back inside a closet that I have turned into an office underneath my desk because the acoustics are best here. And right before this, I took my daughter to the bus stop. When I did that, I had not gotten ready for the day. I'd just gotten her ready. Things had not like gotten going. I hadn't even washed my face yet. And right before I walked out the door, I threw sunblock on my face. Why? Because the 15 minutes that I'm going to be outside can really be detrimental to my skin, especially my concerns in my skin. And so now I'm going to record this for you. Then I'm going to go wash my face. I'm going to take that off. I'm going to reapply it later and we're going to keep on going. What can you do to be like the A++ student with SPF? One, put it on your whole body every single day before you get dressed when you're naked. My child knows that. If you want to see somebody who understands how to apply sunblock, ask my six-year-old legacy because man, that girl's got it going on. You put it on your whole body before you put on your clothes because you, you all have done that thing where you go to put sunblock on and you have a shirt or something on and you get close, but you don't want to get the sunblock on your clothes. So you get really close to the line. But then the sun bites you right on that line and it's like the gnarliest sunburn ever, right? Put the sunblock on your body before you get dressed. We do this every single day. We do it way intense when we're going outside to boat or paddleboard or ski or whatever. But get used to that. It's part of my morning routine. My skin needs moisture. Why not have moisture with SPF in it? So I put that on and then my SPF 30 hairline to nipple line. Don't forget that neck and chest and really don't forget your ears. I've had three different people come and their ears are chunked out and they are women in their thirties, long hair, and they got 
skin cancer on their ears because they weren't putting sunblock on their ears. It's so interesting that we forget that. So don't forget your ears every day. Then what can you do? Well, ideally, every one and a half to two hours, you would reapply said sunblock. Yeah, right. Who has time for that? Well, here's what I would suggest. Figure out what your schedule looks like, right? So if you are a stay-at-home mom, your schedule probably looks something like you get up in the morning, you get the kids ready, then you guys are going to go on an outing. And then when you're on your outing, you're probably gone for two or three hours. Then you're going to come home. You're going to have some downtime. At least that was my schedule when Zoe was little. So what I got used to doing was we got up in the morning, we put on our sunblock, we hung around, we had our breakfast and our lovely morning. About the time we were ready to walk out the door, it had been almost two hours. So we put on our sunblock one more time, get in the car, and we would drive to wherever we were going. When we got to where we were going, which could take anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, depending on what the day's excursion was, we would put sunblock on before we got out of the car. It's a reapplication. And it just reminded me, I have sunblocks tucked in the door pocket of every door of my car. I have sunblocks in all my bags. It's never an issue of where is that sunblock? They're everywhere. We put it on before we get out of the car. We get out of the car, we go play. When we get back, we've probably been gone for two hours. We get in the car, we put on our sunblock, we drive home, have some downtime. And when we wake up from downtime or nap time or whatever you want to call it, we're probably going to go outside again or be in the backyard. So we're going to reapply that sunblock. Now, if you're somebody that's in an office and that's kind of your jam, get up, get your morning going, put on your sunblock, get out the door. Once you're out the door and you're at work, be prepared that you should probably put on sunblock again. You get to your office. If it's sitting in your desk or on your desk, put it on. When you go to lunch, put it on. When you get out of work, I'm assuming your schedule is normal at this point, but you can kind of adjust. So when you get out of work and you're ready to drive home, put it on before you leave your desk. It's really simple, friends. So instead of thinking about one and a half to two hours, think about your schedule, your world, and how you can fit it in. And truly, for 90% of you, at least, I'm sure that you're going to say, oh my gosh, I'm never going to do that. But if you're putting it on in the morning, every morning, you're already doing yourself such a favor, friends, such a favor. A lot of you are going to say, I'm wearing a full face of makeup. I can't put sunblock on and ruin my makeup. That's just crazy. Tips and tricks for you, my loves. Put it on your hand, rub it between your palms so you can see the sheen of the SPF, but you don't have the actual amount on it. And then just gently press it onto your skin. It actually will work and it won't ruin your makeup. You're welcome. Okay, we've talked about cleansers, making sure you get a good one. We've talked about moisturizers, hyaluronic acid. I have reminded you that you need to be wearing an eye cream if you're over the age of 23, but it's never too early to start, friends. I've talked about SPF, and really, I could talk about SPF for the rest of my life like a million times over. If you are already just nailing these pieces and you're ready for the next accessory to that little black dress, that next step up, I'm going to say to you, where is your vitamin A derivative? And that could be something like a retinol, a retin A, something like that. There are a lot of variables in this. There are a lot of vehicles to get a vitamin A derivative to your skin, and you need to figure out which one's the best. Some are really intense and aggressive, and some are gentle and still very efficient. So do your research, talk to your people, figure out what it is. But what can you do and why would you do it? Well, a vitamin A derivative is an exfoliant for the skin. And if you will, imagine the skin, imagine we're looking like at the bottom of the skin, which is the bottom layer, the dermis that we can't really see, all the way up to the top, which is our epidermis, the the part we touch, right? And in there, it kind of looks like squishy, 
building bricks, if you will. When they're down at the bottom, I call them the healthy baby fat cells because they're big, plump, juicy, like oh, beautiful baby skin. Well, over the course of one to three weeks, depending on your age, as they move to the surface and you get that new skin, they lose moisture. They lose that big buoyancy. And it, little kids, babies, they have a one-week turnover. So they look the way they do because these healthy skin cells are popping up to the surface really fast. As we age, as we get older, it takes longer for those cells to get up there. They lose more moisture and they flatten out kind of like pancakes, right? So what can we do? Well, we can help speed up that process. If we trick our body into thinking that there has been trauma to the skin, it will send those cells up quicker. You'll get a plumper, healthier cell to the surface. Just like if you scratch your knee, right? If you scrape your knee, that the skin cells that come there come there fast to repair the damage. So a vitamin A derivative removes dead skin cells. It kind of tricks the body into thinking there's a light level of trauma and it's going to send up those happy cells faster. So when you're putting that on, not only are you sloughing dead skin cells, but you're getting those healthy cells and that helps with aging. It helps with acne. It helps with dryness. It is going to bring everything to the surface. Fine lines and wrinkles are going to be minimized. It's amazing. Again, a million things on the market as far as, as far as vitamin A derivatives. So do a little research, try something out. If it's too aggressive, back off, figure out what works for you. It's really important. You guys, I could go on and on. Clearly, I love what I do. Clearly, I love this world. Um, and I'm really excited for each and every one of you to get up in the morning and just feel like, holy cow, I feel good. I look good and I am good. So I'm going to go do good. I have tons more information, but let's just recap real quickly some easy things to do. Wash your face the moment you get home and you know you're home for the day. Make sure you're washing your face with something that's appropriate for your skin. Make sure you're moisturizing because your skin needs that moisture. Use the eye cream. Make sure you're putting on SPF as often as you can. Really love that skin. Find the one that works for you. Find the one that smells okay and the texture is all right and you like it. Get that on there. SPF is our friend. And last but not least, look for that vitamin A derivative, right? Look for that retinol, that retin now, that retin A, like any of those pieces to really kick up that skin um love as we age. Let's just go out there and be the most beautiful versions of self. All right, sisters, I'm here. You can find me on all the social media channels and you are welcome to reach out to me anytime via phone, text, anything. My phone number's out there and we will look forward to talking to you later. Thanks for tuning in, sisters. ITB.